1: It was a late night in Atlanta on 4th of July, but the Atlanta Braves come away with a 6-3 victory over the St. Louis Cardinals to start off a four-game series. We'll talk about that, and we'll also give you our first-half season awards as the Atlanta Braves are now halfway through the 2022 season. We'll cover all of that and set you up for or Tuesday's game on this episode of Lockdown Braves. So, let's get into it. You are locked on Braves. Your daily Atlanta Braves podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, and welcome back to Locked On Braves, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, where we cover your favorite Atlanta sports teams each and every day. I'm your host, Jacob Astriani, and you can follow me on Twitter at ShortstopBall. Check out my bio there to see where I am covering the game of baseball, including your Atlanta Braves in written form over at TomahawkTake.com. Also, make sure you follow the podcast on Twitter at LockedOn underscore Braves, where you can be part of the conversation, send me any questions, comments, or feedback that you have for the show. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube as well. Hit that thumbs up and that notification bell It does help and support the show a ton. And as always, thanks for making lockedonbraves Braves your first listen each and every day. Post episodes daily, five days a week, Monday through Friday, and are free and available on all platforms. And today's episode is brought to you by Blue Nile. Make sure to make your moment sparkle with jewelry from bluenile.com. And Lockdown Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Just use the code LOCKEDON at checkout. That's LOCKEDON. So on today's episode, we're going to be talking about Monday's game on 4th of July. We're going to be covering all the specifics from that after a long rain delay and some clutch hitting from Dansby Swanson. And then we're going to focus on the first half of the season for the Atlanta Braves, giving you my MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, all kinds of awards for the first half of the season as we are now at the midpoint, which is really crazy to think about. And then we'll preview Tuesday's game as well and what we need to see from Ian Anderson on Tuesday. But I wanted to quickly just give a recap over the weekend. Hope you all had a great 4th of July weekend, a long extended weekend weekend. That's why we didn't have a podcast yesterday. Enjoyed a lot of time with family, friends. Hope you you did as well. But over the weekend, the Braves won a series in Cincinnati. I told you it would be a close, tough series. It was. Braves didn't necessarily dominate like you thought they may for a team with a record like the Reds have. But Tyler Bailey's a very good pitcher. Luis Castillo's a very good pitcher. We saw that. The Braves still come away with the series victory. Could have had a sweep. They ruined a start by Charlie Morton on Sunday. He had a no-hitter going late into that one. Both he and Spencer Strider uh, both pitched excellently, at Max Freed as well. Starting pitching was just incredible over the weekend. But Charlie in particular, obviously hindsight being what it was, but even when it happened, I questioned bringing him out of that game, a game where he'd only thrown 94 pitches, was in complete control of that game. It was only a one nothing score. I know the Braves bullpen typically is very great, and they're one of the best in all of baseball Still, you never know what's coming out of that. I've said it before about relievers, I was specifically talking about Dylan Lee. I never never understand taking out a re- reliever when they are pitching well. I certainly don't understand taking out a starting pitcher when they are in complete control. There was hardly any stress on Charlie in that game. But again, hindsight being what it was, certainly wish you would have stayed in But the Braves, ended up losing that game on Sunday, despite some big home runs in the ninth inning. For Marcelo Zuna and Michael Harris, that ball from Michael Harris was an absolute moonshot, uh, was a huge exciting moment in that game. But the Braves do, like I said, still get the series win in Cincinnati and saw this stat from ESPN's Doug Kern, said this past weekend at Cincinnati, Braves' Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider became the second teammates in the modern air to each allow one or no hits and strike out 10 or more on consecutive days joined by Houston's Nolan Ryan and Mike Scott in September of 1986. So that's a pretty cool little nugget of information there, just showing you how dominant Spencer Strider and Charlie Morton were on Saturday and Sunday for the Braves. But well, Moving into Monday's game on the 4th of July, offense exploded early in this one, and a big hit by Dansby in this game, in the second inning, uh, what, what you want to get into, but I want to set that up it was first and third, nobody out in that inning. Eddie Rosario making his return and should make that quick note. Eddie Rosario back for the Braves as well as Tyler Matzik. Uh, but Eddie Rosario strikes out there in a key spot. Phil Gosling grounds out a third, and they cut down Travis Darno at home. So now it's looking like they're going to get nothing out of this first and third no-out situation. But then they hit Michael Harris to load the bases for Ronald Acuna. Acuna walks on four pitches. That brings in a run, making it two to nothing at the time. And then Dansby Swanson comes up, and Dansby Swanson falls behind zero two in the count. And in typical Dansby fashion, as we've seen over the two last two plus months, he works a count full, and then laces a ball into the left center field gap, clearing the bases, making it a five nothing game. That to me is the at bat of the game, obviously. There was a lot of more time after this, maybe not so much game time, but that was the at bat of this game, and it felt like it was ages ago because of the lengthy rain delay that we had. Uh, but again, I just I can't say any more good things about Dansby, and I'm going to have to because we're going to give out first half awards, and he's going to be one of those recipients. Uh, but also after the Dansby hit, you had Matt Olson follow that with an RBI hit of his own, which was great to see. And suddenly the Braves are up six nothing, and it looks like they're going to cruise to a victory on the 4th of July and the offense uh, again they just keep putting pressure on the opposing pitching staff they had three more base runners in the third inning but weren't able to score a run had two more base runners in the fourth inning but again couldn't score a run but as we talked about this team is just it's relentless in its attack when they're fully healthy top to bottom they're just continually putting pressure on the other team and you just know you know one or two innings in a game they're going to they're going to break free, and they're going to put up a crooked number as we saw them do in the second inning on Monday. And then I want to talk about Kyle Wright as well. Obviously, his outing cut short, final line, four innings, three hits, one walk, did hit a batter, gave up an unearned run, struck out just two. But I thought he looked to be more in command, more in control, uh, working the strike zone, working the edge of the strike zone, working the quadrants. I thought it was a good sign for Kyle Wright. I thought he was going to go on to have, you know, a solid, another solid six inning performance. Um, he again, he didn't hit a batter, so there were some control issues at times. But for the most part, I thought he did really well. Almost threw his curveball fifty percent of the time, which just tells you. And that's you know, that's his more dominant pitch; is his main pitch that he throws. But fifty percent of the time, he's throwing curveballs in the seventy one pitches that he threw. Kind of tells you he is really feeling. And that pitch, which is great. He had six swings and misses on it. Also, had six called strikes with that pitch. So, clearly has good control, good command, and a good feel for his curveball, which is great to see. A lot of weak contact, average X velocity under 90 miles per hour again. So, all great signs for Kyle Wright. Wish he could have been able to pitch further into the game. And, like I said, get to that fifth, sixth innings as he's been doing all season long, getting through six innings and just about every single one of his starts. So, Again, Kyle Wright, you know, another impressive start again, but the rain came and the rain came hard and it came often. a two hour and 37 minute rain delay. Gave me enough time to go out and shoot off some uh, fireworks for the kids, uh, which was great. Didn't have to miss any of the game action, but led to a late night, me watching the end of the game with one eye open. And I'm glad I did because it got a little stressful there at the end. After the rain delay, you knew the Braves were going to bring in Jesse Chavez. He came in, pitched a couple innings, came up, gave up a couple of solo home runs, which made the game close, made it a three-run game. Then O'Day and Lee came in. Dylan Lee came in, and they were great. And in their innings, good to see that from Darren O'Day, who uh, honestly I thought could be the odd man out uh, once Matzick and, and Rosario return, but he survives on the roster and has a good outing on Monday. And then Smith, again, midnight where I am uh, in Birmingham. I'm sitting here watching with one eye open, thinking it's going to be a stress-free end of the game and just can watch the Braves win and fall asleep after a great 4th of July. And he walks a nine-hole hitter to start the game. And it just seems like whenever Will Smith comes in, just go ahead and put the first guy on and just write it up as a walk because that's what it seems like he does every time he comes in to save a game. Ends up loading the bases with one out for Nolan Arenado and then strikes him out on a slider right down the middle. But he had set him up with some good fastballs before that, which is why Arenado threw the sword at that slider right down the middle. And then gets full holes to ground out softly to end the game and win 6-3, to three, and they get it done. over the Although it was a little bit more stressful than it should have been. But the Braves do get the win, and they start off the four-game series with that win. But next, we want to move on to the first half awards for the Atlanta Braves. Who is the MVP? Who is the Cy Young? Who is the rookie of the year? Which is a pretty intense battle. We'll talk about that next. Whether you're ready to pop the question or you're celebrating a milestone moment, find jewelry as unique as her with the modern convenience of online shopping at blue Blue Nile.com is the original online jeweler since 1999 they've helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring Blue Nile is committed to ensuring that the highest ethical standards are observed when sourcing diamonds and jewelry Blue Nile has simple online tools that let you choose the diamond shape size and clarity as well as setting style Blue Nile's bench jewelers will then handcraft their perfect engagement ring and eat, making each ring one of a kind and if you're looking for fine jewelry but having trouble choosing, Blue Nile has jewelry experts on hand 24/7 available via phone or chat to help you find a memorable gift at every budget. Make your moment sparkle with jewelry from bluenile.com and Lockdown Braves listeners get $50 off purchases of $500 or more. This podcast exclusive includes engagement pieces. Just use the code LOCKDOWN at checkout. That's code LOCKDOWN. Plus, every order is insured, ships free, and arrives in discreet packaging that won't give away What's inside? Shop stress-free and find your forever piece. Go to BlueNile.com today. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto as well. Watch choose to spend 30 50 sometimes even 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store, store or new car or dealership. Rock Auto is a family business serving do it yourselves for over 20 years. Rock Auto prices are reliable for every customer, and they have everything you can need from brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliable, low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com today. The Atlanta Braves are halfway through the season. It's absolutely crazy to think we are halfway through the season to see them. We didn't know we would get back in the winter time with the lockout. And I'm glad that we have. It's been a lot of fun Been certainly a lot of ups and downs, been some heartbreaking losses, been some exciting wins, everything that you hope for from a Major League Baseball season. And Braves got off to a pretty sluggish start to the year, maybe a little bit of a World Series hangover. Uh, We don't know, but they at least have picked things up here since the beginning of June. And they finished the first half with a record of 47 34. Again, kind of crazy to think about how good that record is after the first two months of the season. They're second in the NL East, only three and a half games back, which again is incredible to think about when they were 10 and a half games back not too long ago. And they have the top wild card spot as well. So firmly in a po- the postseason pitcher right now, but certainly have their sights set on winning the NL East once again. So the Braves are in very good position as they reach the, the halfway mark of the 2022 season. Well, let's get into some awards for the Atlanta Braves in the first half. And honestly, this one's kind of an easy one for me. The MVP of the Atlanta Braves in the first half of the season is Dansby Swanson. I mean, again, I think it's a pretty unanimous unanimous selection. Let me know if you think it should be somebody else, but to me, it's clearly Dansby Swanson. I know he got off to a just terrible start the first two to three weeks of the season, but ever since then, I mean, he has been leading this Braves team defensively, offensively. I think he's becoming that clubhouse leader that we all thought he could be with the departure of Freddie Freeman, You know, especially with Ozzie Albies going down. I think he is the voice in that clubhouse and doing it in a contract year, which doesn't hurt either for Dansby Swanson. He and Matt Olson are the only two Braves players that have played all 81 games this season as well. And Dansby Swanson is slashing 304, 361, 507. That's an 868 OPS. So an incredible first half for Dansby Swanson. 18 doubles, 14 home runs, 52 runs scored, 49 runs batted in, and 12 stolen bases. I mean, we're talking about a potential 2020 season for Dansby Swanson, almost a hundred runs scored and a hundred runs driven in. I mean, he, I mean, he should be getting MVP, not just of the Braves. I think he should be in the MVP discussion overall with the season that he's having with Acuna being, you know, often injured and out of the lineup a lot. Dansby Swanson has really put this team on his back and carried them through the last couple of months of this season. So Again, without a doubt, in my mind, Dansby Swanson has been the MVP of the Braves this season, but again, let me know if you disagree, and I think the Braves' Cy Young in the first half is a pretty easy selection as well, although the Braves have got a lot of great pitching performances so far this season, but Max Fried, again, like Dansby, I don't think Max Fried should just be the Cy Young candidate for the Braves. I think he should be in the Cy Young discussion for the entire league with the way that he's pitching. 16 games started this year, an 8 and 2 record, a 266 ERA, a 1.03 whip, a 232 batting average against 101 and one 13 inning pitched, 96 strikeouts, just 16 walks. He has been doing it all for the Braves. They've won 12 of his last 14 starts. It's just been an incredible, incredible season for Max Frieden. Again, his first couple of starts were a little bit rough, and then he turned things around in that start. Out in Los Angeles and really hasn't stopped since then. Just he's been that guy for the Braves when they needed a win, you know, coming off a rough loss. Max Freed has been there to pick the team right back up. He's just, he's been that ace, he's been that top of the rotation guy. And again, I think he needs to be in the Cy Young discussion overall. He's certainly one of the best left handed pitchers in all of baseball. Moving to the Rookie of the Year Award for the Braves in the first half of the season. This one's a tight battle between Spencer Strider and Michael Harris, but I'm giving it to Spencer Strider around a little bit longer, and honestly, what he's done is just flat-out incredible. He's pitched in 18 games this year, seven games as a starter, 59 and two-thirds innings pitched, a 175 average against. Nobody's hitting this guy in 90 strikeouts in 59 and two-thirds innings pitched, giving up just 37 hits, a 1.01 whip, a 287 ERA. The only knock is that he's walked 23 guys in those 59 and two-thirds innings. But again, 90 strikeouts and he's just a lot of fun to watch. And so is Michael Harris. The Braves coming into this season, I talked about it before, you really didn't know if any rookies would have much of an impact for the Braves this year. And here they have two of the best in all of baseball. So again, I think Dansby should be in the NL MVP discussion. I think Max Fried should be in the NL Cy Young discussion and Spencer Strider and Michael Harris should be in the, in the NL rookie of the year discussion. So again, not only are we talking about Braves awards here, I think a lot of those guys could be in discussion for the league, wide awards at the end of the year. A couple more of here breakout player for the year so far is Kyle Wright. Again, I think this is another pretty easy decision you know, it's one that I think a lot of us thought could happen, especially after his World Series performance, what he did at AAA last year. Uh, you know, I talked about in the offseason, I thought Kyle Wright, you know, was set up to have a, a breakout year, and he is certainly in the midst of doing that. 16 games started, a nine and four record, a two nine one ERA, a one one four whip, 223 batting average against, 96 innings pitched, 31 walks to 98 strikeouts. And I talked about it on the podcast last week. You know, kind of had a great month of April, and then he was kind of more of a four ERA pitcher in May and June. But his last two starts, you know, obviously the one on Monday getting cut short, he's starting to look like that guy again, who's more of a, you know, top of the rotation type guy, a two or three starter. So certainly been a great year for Kyle Wright, one the Braves have needed. And I'm certainly glad that he is doing that and confirming or solidifying a spot in the Braves' rotation for the foreseeable future. And then final award here is my unsung hero, uh, players who have given big contributions that maybe you didn't see coming. And I'm giving two here, a hitter and a pitcher, William Contreras and Jesse Chavez. Again, Jesse Chavez wasn't even on the team when the Braves started the season, and he has been just absolutely incredible for the role that he plays. And look, he's, he's been in some high-leverage situations lately. I don't know that that's necessarily where I want him going forward. But again, like he did on Monday night, coming in after a long rain delay, giving the Braves a couple of innings with a big lead, and then turning it over to the back half of the bullpen. That's more where I see Jesse Chavez, you know, kind of fitting in with his role. But 24 games this year, 28 and two thirds innings pitched, a 251 ERA, 37 strikeouts, getting a lot of strikeouts. And I wrote about this on TomahawkTake.com the other day, just the number of strikeouts. Why is Jesse Chavez so good with the Braves? If you haven't read that, go ahead and check that out. Just seven walks. You know, you love it when you bring in a reliever and you know they're not going to walk the nine-hole hitter as Will Smith did on Monday night. And that's certainly been great for Jesse Chavez. Comes in, he has great command, just working the edges of the strike zone, um, coming up big in big spots for the Braves. So he's my unsung hero for the pitchers. And then William Contreras, again, the Braves came into the year Travis Darno, Manny Pena looked like they were going to be locked in as the Braves catchers all year long. The Braves trade away, Shea Langoliers, and here's William Contreras getting a spot, getting an opportunity, and making the most of it. He currently leads the team with an OPS of 883, obviously in limited playing time, but he has been absolutely huge when called upon. He's gotten some big hits all year long. So he is an unsung hero for the Braves as well in the first half of the series season. What William Contreras does, it looks like he may be an all-star starter uh, as he is the finalist for the DH spot. And Bryce Harper obviously out with that fractured thumb. So we could see William Contreras in the all-star game. So what a first half it's been for him. But let me know your thoughts in the comments. Who are some of your first half awards candidates? Who do you think should win these awards? Do you agree or disagree Let me know in the comments below. But next, I want to set you up for Tuesday's game where Ian Anderson takes the mound and what is becoming a very critical start for him. We'll talk about that next. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season, which is the main ticket in town. Right now, BetOnline is your continued source for all your sport wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports, scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. BetOnline, where the game starts.
2: Free Dessert for Life at Homechef.com slash locked on. That's Homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life, homeshef.com slash locked on. Must be an active
1: subscriber to receive free dessert. It'll be Ian Anderson versus Andre Andre Pallante for the Cardinals on Tuesday afternoons. The Braves look to go ahead and earn a split. Hey, prime members, you can listen to this locked on podcast as ad-